Mindfulness Mode 241. I'm actually going back to school in September for um, fashion journalism. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host and Mindfulness Life Coach, Bruce Langford. Thanks again for joining me here, everybody. So good to have you with us, Mindful Tribe. Last time, I talked with a man who is a success story. Even at his fairly young age, he's a content manager with Thinkific. He also spent a year and a half doing door-to-door sales because he believed it would strengthen him for a successful business life. Check out mindfulnessmode.com slash 240 to hear Tyler Basu. Oh, by the way, say hi on Twitter. You'll find me there under my name, Bruce Langford. So let's connect. I'd love to see you. Today, you are going to hear from a powerful woman who has two businesses, a job as a teacher, a thriving podcast, and did I mention she has cerebral palsy? Get ready to change your life's perspective with this powerful interview today with the amazing Wynne Charles. Hey, Mindful Tribe, today I have a treat for you. I have Wynne Charles with us. Hey, Wynne, are you in mindfulness mode? Yes, I am. And (laughs) I'm super excited to be with you, Bruce. I have actually followed you for several years now. We met through um, the famous podcasting coach, Louis Kahn, and his wife Kamala and we've been connected online for several years now so it's a true honor and a treat for me to be speaking to the mindfulness tribe today. Well, and it's an honor for me as well, Wynn, absolutely. I just want to uh, share a little bit about you, Wynn, and I'll do it right now. Wynn Charles is an artist, she's a speaker, She's a disability activist writer. She's a podcaster and a true inspiration to everyone she connects with. She has cerebral palsy, but she has not let that stand in her way of achieving huge successes. She has a thriving jewelry design business. She's authored several books. She's host of a terrific podcast called Butterflies of Wisdom. And get this, she's declared 2017 her year of warriorness. So look out, here comes Wynn. <laughs> yes. So Wynn, yes. tell us, tell us, tell us, what does mindfulness mean to you? Mindfulness means to me to be centered and accept your challenges. We all have challenges in our life, so just accept them and move on. Right, and start to just make things happen, which is obviously what you do. But I'm fascinated about you dedicating 2017 to your year of warriorness. Where did you come up with that idea and why? I came up with that idea because of I wrote a book um, for, I wrote the book when I was 23 years old. I started writing books when I was 23 years old. And yes, my art is still floating around. I don't do it as much as I should, um, Bruce, 
since 2009. I haven't done digital and I should probably get back to that. But that's all and it's a podcast in itself. And so I have decided to declare 2017 as my year of being a lawyer because I have all the time so much and I just want to inspire the all and teach others how to do it. And I have also decided that 2017-2018, my book will make it to the New York Times that's over with, too. Fantastic. So your book, I Win, is that the book that you're referring to? One of them. One <laughs> of them. Um, I Win. And my latest book, which is being edited as we speak via me and my editor and a couple others, The Mosaic of CP, which will be found on Amazon as of August 12th. August 12th. How exciting. The Mosaic of CP. And how long did it take you to write that book, Wynn? I gave myself, well, I started this process in May, April of, April of this year, and it's now almost the end of July. So I gave myself a good couple months to write my book. I kind of win. took me a solid year to um, write, but I... The more you practice your craft, the better off you'll get at it. So now I'm usually giving myself a couple months. I'm actually working on my next book right now as we speak. Well, you don't waste any time, do you? (laughs) (laughs) That is impressive. So August 12th is the big day. And I imagine you've got some kind of a campaign in place to help get that book out there and let people know that it's, it's available. Is that right? I am going to announce it on my podcast. My fan base knows the Mosaic of CP is coming out. They just don't know it's being edited right now. And they know it's coming out. And I know my um, fan base will buy it. And I'm jumping on a couple other podcasts like this one to um, do a campaign for my book. But it's the accompaniment to I Come A Win. So you guys have to go read I Come A Win first to get the gist of the mosaic of CP. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, so many people talk about, think about, plan to write a book. You know, it's one of the things that they want to achieve, but then they just never achieve it. What words of wisdom would you have for those people? Okay, here's my secret. And Siri, Siri is going to come out of the bag for this one. Because I can't type with a dawn, mm-hmm. I, I use Siri, which is Apple's speech dictation, on the um, Apple iPad and the Apple iPhone and on a brand new um, Mac, actually older, uh, 2012 Mac. But when I, get, when I get a new Mac, she will be on my Mac. It's 
well. But so for me, I just um, I just do it as stream of consciousness. Then I send it to editor, and my editor and I sit and sit and sit and sculpt it and make sure it's all right. But my editor has the toughest job in the world, and I should probably work on more of how I sculpt these books, but they just come out as stream of consciousness. Wow, that's that's awesome. And you've done, like I said at the beginning, you've done so many different things. And I know you've done an Iron Man. Is that right? Yes. Tell yes. us about that. I, I am an ex-Iron Man triathlete. I gave that up after a year of doing it. Um, I trained as if I was an able-bodied person and I train and I train and I train. Um, turns out that while doing the Kona Ironman in Kona, Hawaii, we were able to complete the swim, but not the bike because the winds and the distance took us off the Ironman course. Wow. And so I believe that today, if the winds and the Ironman course and how I how I was physically set up, I believe that if I was able to pedal bike, I would be a Kona Ironman champion. I'm sure you would be, and there's no doubt about it. Wow, that is impressive. And you're also a snowboarder. So when did you get yeah. into snowboarding? And tell me the feeling that you have when you're going down that hill on the snowboard. Well, I got into snowboarding at the ripe old age of 16. And it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but I'm uh, addicted to speed and haunt. I love speed and I'm sorry, but I'm the second adaptive snowboarder in the world to do this and it's a challenge but I do it and do you still do it every year you still go out there or do you I do it all year I or what still, I still do it every year I do it um, of course during the ski season out here but I manage to do it every single year and so I'm like should I give it up now no. Should I give it up now? No. no. Should I give it up now? I'll probably give it up when I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Well, I love to ski myself. I'm not a snowboarder, but I do enjoy yeah. skiing very much. And I, I just love that sensation of going down the hill. And, and I think, to me, that is a mindfulness experience. Just like feeling just yeah. that feeling in that very moment, not worrying about the past or the present. Would you agree that it is a mindfulness experience? Do I think snowboarding is being in mindfulness mode? Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, I do too. And and I know that you've already mentioned your art. I know that you created a lot of art at one point, but tell us how you got involved in being an artist, being a visual artist. Well, I am self-taught, and I'm actually going back to school 
in September for um, fashion journalism, believe it or not. And so I am a self-taught. I had a scoliosis surgery go horribly wrong in 2006. And I, from then on, I decided to start my own company. And then I decided to become a self-taught digital artist. And I Googled it. And I made a fair, a fair amount of money selling my art online. And in fact, my art is still floating around. If you guys go to fineartamerica.com and type in win, W-I-N, Charles, you will see my art. And yeah. Okay, and I want to make sure that I reiterate that. The website is, what did you say it was? fineartamerica.com Okay, fineartamerica.com yes. and then type in win, W-I-N? Yes. Or, yeah, fine win art America. Charles. Oh, win what? Win Charles. Oh, win Charles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Type in win Charles and you'll see wins art. Okay, well, yeah. I'm going to do that because I know that you're an artist, but I haven't really seen your art, so I'm looking forward to that. No, so do you... Do you paint in, uh, well, first of all, is it painting? Is it watercolors? Is it oils? Tell us about it. It's, okay. It's digital art. So I take a picture mm -hmm. and make it look like oil painting. Okay. All on my Mac. Okay. So I knew that you were a whiz when it comes to technology and the computer, but how do you do that? I have a specialized program, Quill uh -huh. Painter X, that I do it with. Cool. Oh, that's very, very interesting. So let's just shift here. I, uh, I'm just reading here something about you, something that you wrote. You said, I was born prematurely. I was born three and a half months early, weighing only one pound and five ounces. I did not know that if I was going to survive or your parents didn't know anyway, but by the grace of God, I am here and I did survive. And I can't figure out how not only did you survive, but you survived with so much drive, enthusiasm, energy. What do you attribute that to? Well, correction, it was one pound, 12 ounces. One oh. pound, 12, not one pound, five. Um, I, I don't think they would allow... Uh, um, small baby up here up here here being aspen colorado right they they nowadays they wouldn't allow it um so one pound 12 was the absolute limit and i survived by the power of love by the power of excellent medicine i was flowing out to the um Top one of the top children's hospitals in the country, number three, ranked by U.S. World and News Reports. And children's hospitals here in the U.S. are very well known. Um, it's your version of sick kids. Let's just right. put it that way. It's your version of sick kids. Yeah. So I was very, very, very lucky to get 
the medical support that I needed. And I was very lucky to have the love of my family and the medical support. And so your your parents were able to help you through this. Did you have siblings? Do you have siblings? No. No, okay. I um I do now. I do I didn't at the time, but now I have a soon to be stepsister who is able bodied, but um I t- <laughs> I didn't acquire her until I was 20 one, oh, wow. twenty-one. I didn't acquire her until I was older. Right, and you're thirty years old now. You just celebrated your your thirtieth birthday, so that's that's a big celebration, I'm yeah. sure. Yes, and I didn't uh, collection. I didn't acquire her until I was twenty-three years old because um, my mom passed away, and t- when I was twenty-three years old. And I was going to ask you about that because I read about that and how supportive your mom had been and what a very, very strong woman she was and and everything else. So tell me about that. What was it like growing up? What was it like for you when you were, let's say you were nine years old? What was life like in the day of Wayne Charles? Well, I was very lucky that I went to a private school most of all of my elementary school years then I was very lucky to go to a public school setting which is very well known for its special ed system it's still very well known and so I was lucky to grow up as a woman without a disability quite frankly I grew up as a woman without a disability, and me going back to college um, for the third time, the second time to pursue a degree, um, I will be integrated, I will be mainstream. I mean, I have special needs, but other than that, they mainstream me. They mainstream most kids here in the U.S. if they can handle it. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's talk about meditation. Is meditation part of your life, Win? Oh, could, med- could meditation be part of my life? Yes, if I quit working as hard as I do, which uh, in the next three years, I'm going to quit working at my teaching job. So yes, I can implement meditation. Well, tell us about your teaching job. My teaching job, I, for the past 11 years, I, and I just gave this up as of May, for the past 11 years, I've been teaching preschool in the U.S. And for those of you who teach preschool in the U.S., it's not a pretty picture. <laughs> and I gave that up due to not my disability, but my psyche and my circumstances had changed at work. So they they have now put me with third graders teaching music, 
which is going to be a lot easier on the psyche because the third graders can at least sit for two seconds while I give them instructions. That's so weird. Well, I'm a music teacher myself. I taught music. I don't know if you know that. I taught music for... Uh, almost 20 years, <laughs> and loved third grade, loved teaching grade three, and I actually love teaching all the grades. But I yes. will tell you that when I go in to sometimes fill in for another teacher, the one the one grade or the one age group that I find is the most tiring, the most exhausting is you know, those four-year-olds, those five-year-olds, those kindergarten children. I mean, it's you exhausting, you know. You think? You think? <laughs> I do think. And and so that's you the think? one thing you've been doing for so many years, and it's like it blows me away. But that is yeah. ex- an exhausting day, Wynn. Yeah, I, I when, when my work circumstances change in January, and I'm not the biggest fan of change. I used to get majorly freaked out with changes a lot of people with um physical and um mental disabilities and emotional disabilities get freaked out by change so luckily i look like now change to me is something that i don't get freaked out by so much anymore but luckily my team braced me for impact and they said look this is what's happening. Your colleague is moving back to Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is flat. Oklahoma is flatter than Aspen, Colorado. It's a lot cheaper to live in, so that's why she's doing it. I'm like, good, get out of here. I need a change. <laughs> I didn't tell her this, but I'm like, good, get out of here. I need a change. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You know, somewhere when I read that you have so much steel in your feet that if you went through the airport security, you'd set off the alarm. So yeah. tell me about that. Why do you have so much steel in your feet? I, well, I'm a bionic woman, so okay. to speak. I have steel in my back. I have screws in my back to hold that steel in. I have metal plates in my knees, metal plates in my feet, metal um, plates in my back, a a lawn in my back, screws in my back. And so, but the funny thing is, when the, um, when I go through airports, which I do a lot, I don't set the metal detector off. Now, if they ask me, I could, um, pull out medical documentation as to why I need it. But the funny thing is, I don't set the metal detector off. Now, granted, I travel with wheelchairs, so that adds a whole nother kettle disc. And so YZZ, which is Toronto's airport, uh, yeah, 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 that adds a whole nother kettle shift going through security, then customs, then proving yourself that you actually have a disability. Hey, I, 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 that, <laughs> that I spent many, many summers up in Canada. I, my mom was originally from Canada, and I could have gotten dual citizenship, and that didn't work out. I might still apply. 
And so I, yeah. So what part of Canada did you come up to? Where's your mother from? Toronto. Oh, Toronto. Toronto. And the su- surrounding areas. Right. Okay. Well, Toronto I'm I'm located only only two hours yeah. from Toronto. I'm in yeah. London, so, London, Ontario. Good. Good. So, yes, I'm a Canadian at heart. Yes. I guess you are. I guess you are. Well, I wanted to ask you something else. I wanted to uh, ask you, you know, when you like all of us, I'm sure there are days or there are times when you get a little discouraged or whatever. What do you do to just keep going, keep your chin up, keep keep moving forward? What's your mindfulness hack? I knew you were going to ask me. <laughs> and I think it should be listening to podcasts. I just enjoy podcasts. My poor dad who I live with he finds me listening to podcasts and studying how to be a better podcaster and he finds me with headphones in my ears half the time right yeah well that's a good tip for everybody because there's a podcast out there for every mood for every topic every everything you could think of you just go on there and google it and you'll find a podcast about just about anything you possibly yeah. could and and you know you'll find someone you can resonate with somebody that yeah. you enjoy listening to you'll find a few that you might not enjoy listening to and that's okay as well but you know you you can get on there that's a, a cool new thing that we have in our world isn't it where you can go on there and reconnect or connect with so many different people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's the coolest thing since twice. What? So when, were you ever bullied? Do you have a story about bullying you can share with us? (laughs) I was not bullied by my school, Uh but I have certainly been bullied by my own family mm. and uh yeah that was a, that's a sad story in itself right after my mom died i was uh bullied and called all these horrible names oh. and um by a person who knows better <laughs> and i was actually emotionally abused at work at not to god and I'm not now, but when I first started teaching preschool, I was emotionally abused. Oh, wow. That must have been tough to get through. And and what did you do? Did you did you change jobs, or what did you do in order I, to deal with it? Um, my, my family knew. They saw what I was going through, and they saw the circumstances. And I actually lost my, lost my job. In 2009, yes, when Cindy is saying she lost her job, just like everyone else, but I bounced back, like I normally do, and I actually got a job at the private school that I went to as a student. Cool. That must have been kind of a cool feeling, walking in there as a teacher when that was a place that you recognized as a student. It's a it's an interesting feeling because my original boss was my original boss up until the day he retired was my principal. Oh my so gosh! So we kind of yeah, 
we that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was just weird having your principal now it's your boss. Yeah. No, yeah. and my the person who taught me kindergarten is still up there teaching. Cool. And yeah, so she's been at it for twenty years plus, and she still um she still has mold in the kindergarten teacher. I'm like, yeah, you are. At, Everybody, buddy, and yeah, she just she doesn't pull any punches. Basically, <laughs> she keeps this kids in line, and so it's like, oh boy, and so it's weird having callings now that actually taught me in kindergarten. I my boss is no longer there, thank God, because that would have been a weird, <laughs> weird relationship. Um, and so, yeah. And so I've been doing this job for, uh, I have been at my job since 2010. Very, very interesting. And running a jewelry business at the same time. Running an art business. I'm starting to do jewelry. I do that more in my books than I do in real life. So, yeah, I do, um, I've always been a solo entrepreneur, although I've always taught one day a week just to keep my foot in the door of education, although um, education now is getting so corrupt that it's not even funny. So that's why I'm exiting um, within the next three years. Right, right. Well, Wynn, I want to ask you five quick answer questions, and we will, as we as we wrap up here, we'll have to be quick with this, but uh, the first one is this. Who's one person who has influenced your mindfulness? I would say my biological mom. Mm. How has mindfulness affected your emotions, Wynn? Um, my emotions stay pretty steady due to I am and so mindfulness has affected my emotions in a good way. Right. So keeping you level, keeping you even. Uh, so tell us about breathing. How is breathing part of your mindfulness practice? <laughs> Why are you asking me this question today when I had technology problems out the yin-yang? I told myself to breathe, and I still haven't got my technology issues solved, thank you very much. <laughs> but I told myself, take a deep breath, and that's what I literally did. I literally took a deep breath before I did any of my other stuff, because I knew if I didn't do that, it would all go upside down. Well, I have to do the same thing when I'm working in technology, but that's for sure. Well, so if you could recommend a book related to mindfulness, what would that be, Wynn? Oh, can I be biased and say my book? Yes, certainly you can. I come a win. That's, um, it's not so much about mindfulness, but after I graduate college, Ruth, I'm actually going to write a book about mindfulness with cerebral palsy because I think that's a great idea and thank you for the inspiration on that one and 
my book is about Samuel Halsey, of course, and what it's like having Samuel Halsey. Right. Right. Well, that will be a terrific book once you write one about uh, mindfulness and having cerebral policy and, and being mindful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. And can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful? Headspace. Headspace, which that's um, that's a good one. I don't have too many bad student tables. I don't have too many um, mindfulness apps on my phone, but Headspace comes to the um, top of mind, and I think that's a good one. Yeah, well, I, I do find that sometimes apps can keep us from being mindful. Sometimes our phone can keep us from being mindful. Yes. Do you find that? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, well, Wynn, it has been really a delight to talk with you and get some insight into your life and how you achieve so much and how you stay so focused. You seem so grounded. You've achieved many, many things in your 30 years. And wow, I'm just so inspired, so impressed. How can we connect with you and learn more about what you do, Wynn? You can connect with me at Wynn, W-I-N Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, Charles, C-H-A-L-L-E-S, and put the at symbol because that's my Twitter handle. And then you can Search for Butterflies of Wisdom and iTunes. That's my weekly podcast. And some as well on Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And all that great stuff is an interview-based show. And we saw a couple surprises in it. And so um, you guys can connect with me that way. And you guys can also find my books on Amazon under Win W-I-N, Charles. C-H-A-R-L-A-S. If you just Google my name, it will pop up. Right, of course. And I'll put all this into the show notes. Yeah. And and like you said, your website is winkellycharles.com. And at winkellycharles is social media. And yeah, your new book coming out August 12th. That's so exciting. Yes. I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well. What's, yes. what's the best way to get it? Go right on Amazon to get that new book? It's going to, um, it's going after it is completely edited. It's going to go directly on Amazon. So yes, it's going to be directly on Amazon. I'm actually self-publishing that book. So it's going to be directly on Amazon. And if you go to audible.com and also type in my name, my work should pop up as audiobooks there. And when just tell us one more time the name of your new book. The Mosaic, the Mosaic of CP. The Mosaic of CP. So yeah. let's get that book. And of course, as Win mentioned, I comma Win is the other book that she's already written and it ties right into it. It dovetails. Yeah. So you need to get both yeah. books and read them both <laughs> yes, because, yeah, do. because they connect. That's the way it works. They they yeah. Definitely so let's, let's make this a bestseller. Let's do it. Well, let's do it. And let's make it to the New York Times bestseller list too. Absolutely. Not only Amazon bestseller, but let's make it to the New York Times bestseller list. For sure. 
We'll do it. Well, Wynn, thank you so much for sharing your your inspiration and your wisdom with us today. Uh, I really appreciate it. You are so welcome, Bruce. And if anyone wants to reach out to me via email, my email is aspenwin at gmail.com. They're more than welcome to reach out to me to be on the podcast or just ask me questions. Aspenwin at gmail.com. Well, thanks so much, and you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Okay, bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by clicking on the iTunes link on our website and leave a rating and review. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.